<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. You are now tuned in with the TKB Report, and I'm your host, K. Langevin. And today's guest is definitely a friend to the show, more like family. Over the years, this guest has become jack of many trades and has mastered them all in music production, in video production, and now photography. He is the founder of his own photography company. He's taken some of the most iconic photos of this era. Ladies and gentlemen, help me in welcoming Devon Warren of Devon Warren Photo. We got applause. We official. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> dope, dope. All right, good brother. What's you know, going you know, on, man? You know I had to bring you in right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate what's, it. What's, what's going on with you, fam? Um, I'm here. It's 2020. <laughs> Doing 2020 just like everybody else. We we winging it and we uh making it happen. Staying strong, man, pushing forward, is, staying positive. Winging is is a is an understatement. And yeah. I, I gotta say one thing to all of the, the the fathers out there. I just gotta start off with this. Now that we got all the pleasantries out the way. Do not try to play Superman for your kids because it ain't never going to turn out right for you. Yo, I took the kids out bike riding, right? They riding, and I'm just watching them ride. And it's this hill by the house where they, you know, it's a hill that most people won't walk up, which means a damn show won't run up. Bro, my <laughs> dumb ass rode the bike all the way to the bottom of the hill. I said, yo, I'm going to ride this hill all the way and don't stop. And I think I broke everything and every organ shut down for at least 30 seconds, bro. And my, <laughs> kid, my kids thought I was Superman, but I'm like, yo, I'm a, I'm a stupid man as, as opposed to a Superman. So for all the fathers out here watching, your kids love you just the way that you are. Don't do nothing that's going to F that up. <laughs> Crazy. When the last time you did something stupid for your kids so they could think you were Superman? I, I don't care what my kids think. <laughs> I stop caring. I don't care what they think. I feed them. They got a house. I don't care what they think for. What they know. I don't know nothing. Well, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your standpoint on that. Please, man. These kids got too many rights. That's the problem now. We ain't gonna get into that. That's not the topic for today. We can't talk about photography. Not uh, badass uh, kids. Uh, all right, so so let's let's get let's get to it. All right. All right. So one one thing that this whole pandemic situation is has given people, and that's time to themselves, right? So, what is it that you have either added to your arsenal? What is it that you have uh, worked on in terms of you know developing your craft during this 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 time that you've you've had to uh, you know pontificate? Oh, um, uh, well, what I was able to do was go back, um, you know, to a lot of work that I've done and kind of catalog things and go through things and realize that 
Um, there was a lot of stuff that I did before that I didn't like that I really like now. And there's other stuff that I forgot about that I rediscovered. So, um, and actually some of them, uh, uh, one or two of them, something we're going to talk about today. And it's just, you know, seeing, being able to take the time, I guess we all had, a, we all have more time. So being able to take the time and slow down and look at stuff and go through my catalog and, you know, start to sort things out and see where I am and see where I want to go and what I'm proud of and what I want to do more of, that sort of thing. So it was a real introspective time for me. All right, so, you know, for those of you who are tuned in, uh, me and this brother go back a million years. We got a three-part. I ain't that old. He older than me. <laughs> but like what? I, like I, met, what? I met him when I was a baby. Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just saying all that? Because I got all this gray in my bitch. Yeah. Look, I didn't shave because I knew I was coming on with you. So I was like, I'm going I'm to I'm have I'm going to in a little scruffy so I can feel like I'm part of the thing. You talk about shaving, I was looking like Frederick Douglass about two weeks ago. Right. So, so you good. But um but I noticed that you had um you had started doing photography with uh action figures or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. it was um, you know, because right, we had mad time and everybody know the that you stuck in the house with the kids. So it was something I always wanted to do was to my son you know, he's like one of the only little kids in the family. Like everybody's significantly older, like um, college age. So he's the only grammar school kid. It's like him and one other kid in my, on both sides of the family. So, you know, he gets all the toys. So he was constantly getting action figures. So he has like a slew of action figures. And I always wanted to do something and shoot them and be experimental with them and see um, what I could come up with. So it was just a way to rock out in the basement. It was something for me and him to do together. Um, something fun and just something where you know being able to practice because everything you do with those little action figures you can take and do it on a bigger set so it's just like taking a miniature scale and then blowing it up so it was a good time it was like I learned a lot he had fun we ain't burn nothing down it was great so <laughs> there are many different styles of photography right so what you just described, what style of photography would that fall under? What category would that um, be? It would be, um, they would lump it under products because they would consider that a product. Um, so anything that's like product or still life. So, I mean, they, they, they would consider it still life or product photography. Um, okay. anything, not, anything not moving that you set up that's not alive, we consider still life. Yo, Strick, mm -hmm. what's good, bro? Everybody hey, hey, want to shout out my little bro. Uh, S. Dot Langevin in the building. He owe me five dollars. We ain't talking right now. He, he owe me about five million dollars, but we gonna talk about <laughs> we can talk about that on air. But nah, we ain't <laughs> nah, nah, just playing. What else, Spence? Strict, strict. We gotta get together. You next, boss. Um, the so what are what are the um styles of photography that you do the most? Um, I do a lot of uh, portraiture and products. So, but mostly portraiture. So, portraiture would be anything shooting people. So, um, whether it's headshots or family portraits or corporate um, photography, those type of things, fashion photography, um, do a lot of that. If, if you could compare your style, if there is a style of photography, like what would you compare it to? Like, if it were, 
Like if it were like a drink, like what type of drink would your photography style be? Oh man, I guess I would have to say <laughs> we, we've had we've had quite a few. I, I, I guess it would be like a Long Island iced tea because they got like a a little bit of well, a lot of everything. You know, it's like I still don't know everything that's in a Long Island iced tea. I just see that they pour like mad stuff in it. And it's really strong and it's really good and it's a great party drink and everybody's usually happy after they drink it. So that's what I would compare it to. You know. Something flavorful. You know. And 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 at some point when you figure out what it is, it hits you real hard. So a lot of times like you you've got some real some real iconic shots. Um, some of them that speak to the times now. <clears throat> yeah, it's funny because I, I've done stuff and I think people miss it, you know, and I think people um, think you're bugging when you do certain things and then it becomes relevant and then, like, you know, people are like, oh, that's really cool. But when I did it, it wasn't cool. So I actually pulled one of those out today and um, talk about it, like how it came about and how I did it. And it it's weird that, you know, you just, and that's why I was telling people, just be true to yourself and then, let the people figure it out later. You know what I mean? As long as you being honest and true to yourself, people will get it eventually. Like people, some things aren't for right now. You know, they may be for later. So, and it's just like shooting. It's like um, people tell me, you know, oh, I don't know what to shoot. I don't know what to shoot. I'm like, think about what you're going to want to look at in 20 years. Like it may not be cool right now, but you know, everybody that's around our age that can find a high school photo or even a college photo or, you know, photos from their 20s, like, those photos are amazing now. You know, they were basic when we took them, but, like, now you look at them and they bring back so many memories and, you know, emotions and everything. So, you know, think about those things. You got to kind of be a time traveler and think in the future. It's like, what, I'm gonna, what am I going to want to look at? That's what I like to shoot, you know? So I shoot things, like, um, that I may forget, you know? It's like I shoot some of the same things all the time, like my neighborhood and places I go because I may forget them because this stuff, you know, we grew up in Irvington. Like there's things in Irvington, like I don't remember everything and how it looks. Like even when I go back around there, it's like, oh, yeah, but it doesn't and it doesn't look the same anymore. You know, yeah. a lot of stuff, you know, things are constantly changing. So, you know, had I been snapping back then and had pictures of like the Castle Theater and how Irvington Center used to look how Irvington Park used to look, all those places I used to be all the time, you know, how my block used to look, um, your block, um, Mount Vernon School looks different. Like, all those things, like, the schoolyard is different. Like, all those things that we um, took for granted. Yeah, it's like, but, you know, it's like, if you, if you went there and then you drove past there now, you would not recognize it, right? It's just like, everything has changed. So, just trying to preserve those memories and like you know when we look at um photography from the past it's really just people shooting what they saw every day but it's so dope when you see like old street photography from harlem it's like but that was just people walking around shooting <laughs> people they saw every day but now it's super dope to just see how those blocks look how those events went down like just it takes you back so you can be there so that's what i tell people like it is it's not so much don't get caught up in shooting for Inst like Instagram and social media and the immediate like. It's more about what people are going to like or what you're going to like in like 20 years, 10 years, even 10 years from now, five years from now, things are changing so rapidly, you know? So, so, so where did, um, like, 
I wanted to ask you, like the when photographers take pictures, like whether it be landscape, whether it be portrait, like what's the what's the method used where you attack the the subject? How do you know when it's the right picture to either give to your client, it's the right picture to post, it's the right picture to 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 give to whatever publication that you're working for. How do you know when it's the, the right the right pick? Um, I mean, I go off my gut. I go off what I see and what I like. Um, but sometimes I ask other people because I think a lot of times we're our worst critics and we miss things because we're so critical of everything we do. We miss some of the dope stuff that we do. And some people might look at it and be like, oh, that's amazing. And you're like... You're looking at things from the standpoint of, you know, the technical aspect of it, and they're looking at it from maybe the emotional aspect of it. Like, this just gave me a feeling when I looked at this picture. So um, I go off my gut, and I've been a little less critical these days about the technical aspect of it and more about what emotion does it evoke when people see it? Like, I want you to feel something when you look at my pictures. I want you to think about something. I want to move something within you because those are the pictures that people want to hang up in their house. They want to go back. They want to put it on a t-shirt. Those are the ones, you know? Um, your, your beginnings were in music production, as I mentioned, right? You went from music to video, and you eventually ended up in photography. Uh, out of the three, which one, like if you could rate them, like rate them in, in, in terms of like video, music, and photography. If I could rate them? Yeah. Um, it's... <laughs> That's tough. I mean, I love, I, I guess photography would be my number one. Um, video, I was never really too heavy into. And the reason um, I got out of music is because I felt like music was, um, people were chasing, chasing a hit, if that makes sense. Like they were chasing what's now, they were chasing like trying to make it and not necessarily trying to make good music. So you would spend a lot of time making music that would end up going absolutely nowhere you know so i felt like with music i was doing stuff it was like a waste of time because you know i have hours upon hours upon hours of music that will never get heard and that shit was never a problem for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. because because you know you know why i do that for other people because i feel like People did that to me and in a lot of situations. I felt like I was a lot better um, than I really was until I was tested, right? And then when I was tested, uh, you know, I was put to the test. I wasn't as good as I thought I was, you know? And then I'm like, damn, all these people been lying to me. Like, I thought, I, was, I thought it was dope. And then, you know, you get put to the test and you're not ready. And you yeah. thought you was ready. And, you know, there's, that's worse than your man hurting your feelings. Like that feeling is is awful when that money leaves the table because you weren't ready. It, it's an awful feeling. So you know, I'd rather have people out here, you know, getting solid, getting ready, and you know, because you know, I always tell my friends like we we'll see each other at the top. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we'll all see each other at the top, and 
you know, but we all have to work to get to the top, you know. Yo, and what I know, I'm going to share with you. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Quash. What, what up, Quash? Um, let's get into, you want to get to another picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's, 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 get to, right. let's get to the next photo. Uh, which one you want me to go to? The black and white. Alright. I should have took these out the frame, but doing the best I could do. Alright. So the reason I picked this picture, because this is probably one of the first times I um I saw an image in a magazine and said, Hey, I want to do that and then actually put it together. You know, got the makeup artist, got the model. The ill thing about this picture is that the model did not want to do this picture. She was totally against it uh, because you can't really see in the picture, but the, the black makeup kind of goes up into her hair. So she was like, eh, I don't want to get makeup so in my hair. I don't want to, you know. Black. There got to be a black model because there ain't no black oh, yeah. woman getting nothing going on with that. <laughs> exactly. And, and I get it, right? Because you spend a lot, I mean, it's a lot of years invested in hair. You know, the hair game is serious. And, you know, but it was what, it, this was the first time that I was able to um, put the team together and have it come out exactly like I envisioned it. You know, um, not the same photo that I saw, but the same concept. And, um, you know, kind of found somebody that could do it, put it together. And, you know, I, it came out like just like the, the detail. Everything is like the same, like the small details and eyelashes and everything else. It just came out dope. But, you know, this also um, showed me that, you know, you, you have to convince people to trust your vision. Right, because she was totally against it, but I was like, yo, you gotta trust my vision. Like, you know, you have to be, uh, before I would just be like, somebody wanna do that, eh, you know, don't do it. If you don't wanna do it, like, you know, it's cool. But when you know something's gonna be dope and it's gonna be for the benefit of everybody involved, you gotta, you gotta push for it, you know? You gotta speak up about it. And, cause sometimes we, um, we operate out of fear and we don't even know where that fear is coming from. You know, it could have just been like, you know, I don't want to wash my hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? So this picture might not have happened just because somebody didn't want to wash their hair. You know, something simple like that. So, um, you know, once it was like, hey, this will wash out. It's going it to the whole time, man. Like it was just like this, you know, kind of pulling teeth kind of attitude. And then you got to calm everybody down and get the picture and get the emotion right for the picture. So <laughs> it's, um, you know, but that's, that's, you know, that this showed me like the psychological part of um, photography as well. Right. Because it's, it's very much about, if you see my images, it's very much about people feeling comfortable around you, you know, and, you can see, like, I look at photographs and people think they're great, but I could totally see that that person's uncomfortable, you know? If you look at people, like, the thing is, you have to look at people's eyes in a picture, and people's eyes will never lie to you. Like, when you're scared, there's no way to change your eyes from being scared. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and, you know, when you're happy, when that, you know, those emotions, when you're relaxed, you know, it usually always comes out in your eyes, you know? So... 
Well, you, you must be the model whisperer because I'm not convinced that there are too many, especially any man, period, man or woman, that can convince a black woman to take a risk like that <laughs> and jeopardize the hair that she probably spent an hour and a half to get done to come and see you for you to only mess it up. Well, and, and, and here's the flip thing, right? It's like, you know, and I said this, uh, I, was, I went live the other day, and it's like, know the industry that you're in, right? Mm. So if you want to be in this industry, you want to be a model, this is what models do, right? Like, you can't, you can't, you know, you can't say you're going to be a bodybuilder, and then they, you know, but that's too many weights. Like, that just, don't, <laughs> that doesn't, you know, it doesn't work out. Like, you have to be in the industry that you're in. And this is part of modeling. Like, it's like wearing makeup, you know, you can't say I want to do runway models, but I don't want to wear heels. Like you got to be part of the industry that you're in, you know? So if you're in the food industry, you got to learn how the chefs get down. Like, you know, fashion industry, what a designer is doing music industry, what an artist doing, like any industry you enter, I don't care if you want to be a mechanic, like they got it. It's a game to it. And you got to learn it and you got to be a part of it and figure out how you're going to navigate within it. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's you know, I think this is also a growing point for her, you know, because then after this, I did see her do more, um, you know, more extreme makeup, those sort of things. And I think the other thing is that I think other people would trust you if one person trusts you. Right. It's kind of like going back to what I said about, you know, people watching. It's just like, you know, well, she trusted him and it came out dope. So, you know, I could trust him too. You know, you become trustworthy just from, you know, your cosign. Well, I'm, I'm going to say that. I first want to shout out my niece, who's also my goddaughter, Gabby. A happy birthday. It's her 18th birthday. Oh, graduated from happy high birthday, school. Gabby. And Deb, you owe me like $70 because. She got skates. I don't know where she got the idea from that I was supposed to get her the skates. She said it was. Girl, that's the love of her uncle. Godfather. That's Godfather's duty, brother. So, SJ, you know, shout out to you because he checked in. Um, love you. But um, something about a risk, you said, right? So, there's a quote that, that I have in my office. It says, if you're not willing to risk, you cannot grow. If you cannot grow, you cannot be your best. If you cannot be your best, you cannot be happy. And if you cannot be happy, then what else is there? So apparently she's taking your your your, your lead on that. And you said she's going on to do some some other amazing photo shoots as well, that model. Yeah, so it's, it's all about risking, right? It's all about, you know, I don't know if you ever heard that Steve Harvey speech where he talks about jumping, like you got to jump. Like, it's like there's no kind of, um, so when we used to ride bikes, right, and you used to attempt something, a new trick or whatever, bike, skateboards, if you hesitate, you're going to fall and you're going to fall bad. That's the worst thing you can do with most sports. It's like if you hesitate, like you used to coach wrestling, if you hesitate when you're wrestling, could you imagine what could happen to you? Like you gotta, you gotta go in, right? You gotta yeah. go all in, right? You can't go halfway in the move, no. like, and no. that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what you gotta do with your creative stuff too. Like, you gotta go all in, like, embrace it. Don't be afraid, you know. Take some risks, you know. You know. So JB, what up, man? Uh, you know, 
just I, I think you can't be afraid to um you know you can't be afraid to mess up either right like that's how we learn like you got to be like I always tell people we <laughs> we watch babies learn how to walk and they bust their butt for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and nobody discourages them nobody tells them hey cut that out you're going to hurt yourself you're never going to walk <laughs> like nobody stops them right we we yeah. we let babies fall and they fall hard and they fall over things and they do all these things trying to learn how to walk and we only let them do that because we have faith that they're going to get it right so that same faith that you put in a baby like put in your man put in your homegirl like encourage them the same way you encourage kids to walk we hold their hands and tightly like oh we got all these techniques to teach them how to walk you buy them things to help them learn how to walk like do the same thing for your man. If you could do that for a baby, you know, yeah. encourage your encourage your friend, encourage your family member. Like, get, and, and sometimes it's just, you know, a pat on the back, you know, an encouraging word, you know, it's a a reference, you know, like oh, you need so and such, you know, you know, you need this and that. I know somebody that does that. Let me let me give you that number, yeah. and that's it. Like you know, we're we're. We're competing with people that do that. You know what I mean? Not only are we competing against, you know, the system, you know, a racist system, we're competing against other cultures that do that on a regular, right? Like they, they refer each other. Yo, they don't go outside of their neighborhood, you know? Yo, what up, John? Like they don't go out in their neighborhoods. They refer each other. And that's how you, it's just like encouraging the baby to walk, like, you know, we all got to start somewhere. Like, we all can't assume that, you know, everybody's all right and everybody got it. You know, everybody need, can use a little bit of help. So, you know, encourage them like you would encourage a little baby. Like, encourage them to walk, encourage them to do their thing. You know, but at the same time, you know, if you see a baby doing something, <laughs> like they're going to fall down the stairs or something, you stop them, right? And you sit there and I'm like, no, that's dangerous. You don't go over there. Right. And you see your friend going off the deep end like, yo, don't you know, that's not the way to go. So I think we just have to be um, encouraging and responsible for each other, you know, because all we got is us. Oh, got this, it, it, that hasn't been more present in recent times. Um, I think it, it's very present now. And I hope people are getting that understanding that um, we need to support each other and support doesn't necessarily have to be monetary. You know, support could be, like I said, it could be a share button of somebody, you know, that has a business. Like you could just click share and you don't, you don't realize how much that helps the independent business owner. You know, the person that has a side hustle that it helps them tremendously. You know, if, you know, I don't know how many friends I have on Facebook and how many I really know, um, but you know, if a hundred, if a hundred people that I really know would click the share button every time I posted something that would help me tremendously, yeah. you know, and it's something that doesn't even take thought, you know, it's just like, oh, and I do it. Like I see people, I just instantly, I click the share button. And you I'm know? not good with click. that shit. It take a fraction of a second. <clears throat> it's a fraction. You, you don't have to do it. It's set up that way. It's set up so you don't have to do anything. It's click the share button, hit enter, and that's all you got to do. It takes you 30 seconds to help a friend, right? Um, and that's what I think we need to do. Um, you know, and we can't, 
look down on creatives until they make it. Right. Like, you know, I mean, I, if one more person asked me if I'm still doing that photography thing. Like yeah. I'm a, I'm a snap. Like it's a, it's a, <laughs> you know, it's a real, it's a real job. It's a real profession. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's a real, real path of life. Um, you know, I think I don't need validation from, you know, outside industry, you know, for me to feel like I'm doing something that's real. You know, I, I, it's almost like as a minority, whatever you're doing, excuse me, as a side hustle, you have to be famous for people to respect it, right? And it's like, we don't, um, we don't do that to people who have regular nine to fives, right? The dude that works at Home Depot, you're like, yeah, you really don't sell hardware stuff though. Cause you're not the man, like, you know, we just, we don't do that to each other. Like, but we do put down creatives because I think there are a lot of people who aren't taking it seriously and who just want the name. And I think we do live in an era where, um, Hey, Arlette, we do live in an era where you, you can just say you're something and, um, you instantly become that. Like you can say you're something, create a, a social media for it and instantly you're that, you know, you buy a camera, you, you know, you take a few pictures, you make an Instagram, you're a photographer, right? You get a video camera, you make two videos, you put it on your videographer, you know? So I think, and then we live in an era where we can't question what people do either. So everything has to be politically correct and everything has to be, uh, uh, kind of everything touched with kid gloves. And I think, um, it's good and it's bad because I think a lot of people are out here fooling themselves, believing there's something they're not. And it's obvious to everybody else. And I think that's where they need the friends like me to come in and be like, Hey, <laughs> what you doing? You know, you got well, or, or the friend that comes in is like, okay, if you're going to do this, then let's find the right way to do it. You know, because you're looking silly to all these people. And I think, you know, we, we, I think when COVID hit and we all had to sit in the house, I think the first thing I realized, like, man, I had time to do all these things and I didn't get them done. You know, I was waiting to do this. I was waiting to do that. I should have yeah. did this. I should have did that. Um, you know, so I think it helps show us that. Um, no time like you know, the you present. Can't re yeah, it's no time like the present and don't yeah. waste time just wasting time, yeah. right? Like, it's just like, we 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 have time and this and one thing i found out during covid is that we do have time for a lot of things we just don't take the time to do it yeah. right it's just like you know we we have time to exercise we have time to eat right we have time to meditate we have time to do all these things um we just choose um to tell ourselves that we don't you know another thing i found out during covid is that a lot of things that i thought i didn't have time for is just i really didn't want to do them <laughs> like point blank, I was just honest with like, you know what, I really don't want to do this. So let me stop fooling myself and saying like I just don't have time to do this. Like I really just didn't want to I didn't want to do it. And then there's other things that came out of this that, you know, I'm like, oh man, like this really doesn't take that much time, you know, but it's so much better for my life. So um Yeah. You wanna get into the last picture? Yeah, let's do that. All right, cool. So let me flip this. All right. So this picture, um, <laughs> I laugh because um, this picture almost didn't happen. Um, this is a picture of Bobby Schmurter 
right before um, he went to, well, a little while before he went to prison. Um, this is him coming out of rehearsal for him to be on The Late Show, which um, this is at NBC Studios in New York City. And the photographer um, is who? Is I. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so we... Um, That's dope. So I was told that... Um, I was sent there by Vibe Magazine. I was told that they were going to do some type of viral video at NBC Studios because um, he was going to be performing that night, which is huge for, um, you know, because rappers really don't get on late shows. Mm -hmm. So this was like a really big deal for him to be able to get on the late show because he had such a monstrous um, hit. Let's just finish talking about the last photo and then um, we yeah. can go yeah. and they get us at it. All right. Yeah. All right, cool. So let's do that. So I'm just going to do the whole thing over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. So I'm going backwards. All right. So um, like I said, got a call to do a photo shoot. It was supposed to be Bobby Schmurder doing some kind of viral video or shooting a video with his fans. Um that he was going to like announce on his um instagram no i think it was at twitter at that time like on his twitter he was going to announce that um he um he was doing a video so he's supposed to be shooting a video it, it made it seem like he was shooting a video at nbc studios um when i got to nbc studios in new york city nobody knew what i was talking about everybody was like yeah we don't know anything about that going on um, but he was there, um, he was there rehearsing for the late show, uh, which is a big deal for a rapper to get on a late show, but you know, he had that mega hit. Um, so he was able to get on a late show, a huge crossover hit. So at that point I almost gave up because I'm like, nobody knows what I'm talking about. I look crazy out here walking around asking people, you know, if they know what this Bobby Schmurder event is and nobody knows what I'm talking about. I might as well have been talking about, <laughs> you know, I just look crazy. So um, I'm about to leave. I go outside and I see this young lady sitting there like on the wall um, in the back. She's like, you know, um, she's waiting for Bobby Schmurder. She was from Rolling Stone magazine. She's supposed to be doing a, a cover story on him. And, um, you know, she's like, Yo, I've been waiting here mad long. They said he's up in rehearsals, but. I just been waiting, waiting, waiting to see, um, you know, if his people come down and he comes out and, you know, I just been here for hours just waiting on this dude. So we're sitting there and, um, you know, I'm about to leave and dude just walks out, you know? So I'm like, Hey, um, you know, I'm here from Vibe magazine. So, you know, of course the, the girl from Roller Stone kind of like rolls up on him. And his people um, was like, yeah, you know, I'm supposed to be doing this interview. It's supposed to be set up and everything else. Like, she's pissed at this point. And I'm like, hey, here from Vibe Magazine, you know, can I take a couple of pictures of you? So he's, like, halfway talking to her, kind of doing an interview. But he seems more interested in his fans on the street and doing the photo shoot with me. Mm -hmm. So what was supposed to be, like, because I'm like, I don't think this event is going to happen. 
So I'm just going to try to get some pictures of him and keep it moving. So he's there. Um, he's dancing around and like, you know, like he's a character, right? Like you go, so he's a character. So he's there, he's dancing around. He's, um, you know, kind of pandering to the people that are in the street. And, but at the same time, he's um, taking direction from me. And I remember I like to take this picture. I like lied on the ground and I asked him if he could point at the sign. And um, he did it, which I was shocked because I don't know if you ever work with celebrities. They don't like taking direction. And he was at the height of his celebrity dumb and it was new. So I didn't know what type of response I was going to get, but um, took a risk and um, asked him to point at the sign and he did it and I snapped it. And, you know, it just captured the moment. Of, and it's sad that he went to jail shortly after this, but this just kept like, dude was like super happy. Like you could tell, man, he had like, you could see the watch on his wrist. Like he gets the big watch. He has like, he's living the hip hop dream at this point. And, you know, he's going to be performing on the late show at NBC studio, you know, tonight, you know, just came out of rehearsal and, you know, so he's on cloud nine. I felt bad for the reporter from Rolling Stone because she, um, <laughs> she, uh, like really didn't get an interview. Like after, I felt bad because after he stopped taking pictures with me, he kind of wanted to roll out. So he just kind of like wrapped up the interview and like, like kind of started walking towards his vehicle. And I was just like, man, but you know, and it, it's a series of pictures that came out pretty dope, but this one stood out to me because, you know, it was kind of the, the, the telling sign of, you know, how, how are you going to do, um, if you ever watched the movie Fresh, like yeah. the dad always talk about, um, you know, all these guys are good at chess, but if you put them on the clock, you know, how would they respond? And yeah. that's how I felt with this. It's like, you know, you think you're a good photographer, but how are you going to perform under the pressure of, yo, you literally have this moment of this dude walking out and walking to his car, basically, you know, and are you going to get the shot that you need? within the, the, you know, I don't know, we were out there for maybe two minutes at the most, you know? I mean, it's just him walking. The door is right there behind where the lights are. So he's, like, actually walking towards his car, and we're, like, walking with him. And he just happened to pause and started talking because he saw some fans, and they wanted to take pictures and stuff. And he was, you know, he was still cool like that to take pictures with them. And, um, you know, so for me, it was just a, a sign of, you know, all the, all the, <laughs> about to get my Iverson on, we talk about practice, you know, all the practice, you know, I always tell people like practice and practice some more because, you know, when you're under pressure and you're under the, you know, under the scrutiny and all the emotions and the heat and everything else that's going on, like, you know, how are you going to perform, you know, so this showed me that I could hold my own and that, um, you know, you got to be the, the uh, camera whisperer, right? You got <laughs> to be able to, you have to know how to talk to people to get them to do what you want to do. Like, I wasn't bossing him around. Like, I was asking him to do stuff and I was just working and I was working at, you know, as fast as I could, you know. So, um, and the funny thing is, like, I, I met him previous to this at... Um, 
the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival, but he was not known yet, really. Um, you know, he kind of blew up kind of fast, and he was an act that um, Raekwon gave some of his time to. So, hey, what up, Vertical? Um, Raekwon gave some of his time to, so he came out, and um, he didn't even get, he didn't even have enough time to, like, even get into his song. Like, they came out, and I think he let his man do a verse, and then they really, I didn't even know that he was, like, the main act. You know, but um, I was with my nephews and they stopped him afterwards and they have pictures with them. And it's like right after that, he blew up like mega, 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 like, you know, crossover hit. So, you know, it's one of those things where you um, you you have to be there, but you have to be ready. Right. It's like there was no production. There's no assistance. There's no lighting. There's no it's just like know your gear and know how to work with people, know your angles and make it happen. So having to get a little dirty on New York street, like you, you've been in New York city, like you don't want to touch the ground, but you know, for the shot, I'm yeah. I'm going, you know, I'm like lying down and I'm just like, you know, cause there's no like, Oh, hold on. Let me change the lens so I can get this shot. Nah, it's none of that, bro. That's it's it, like, yeah. you know, yeah, it's like, yo, just, you know, get the shot. So, um, yeah, so I was able to do that. And, you know, so I chose this shot because it just showed me that, um, you know, to a certain extent, I was ready for certain things. You know, not that I ever feel like you're um, completely ready, but, um, you know, you, you, you put in the work, right? And then you get tested. And when you pass, you're like, oh, okay. So that showed me that I should just keep, um, stay sharp. You know, always be practicing, never think you're too good or you're good enough. Like, just always be ready to go. Just, just from being, yeah. from like an athletic standpoint, being an athlete and being a coach, I always just tell my, my wrestlers, you know, the harder you practice, the easier to match. You know? Yeah, so yeah. Figure, and and figure if you think about it. Hours and the match is only six minutes, you know what I mean? But you don't put... 10, 12 hours of practice just for that six minutes. So the harder you practice, the easier to match. Yeah, and, and if you think about it, I mean, you look at basketball, the best players practice the most. <laughs> you know, Jordan and Kobe and those guys who are legends, like they're always talking about how much these guys worked out, how much they practiced, how much they did this. So it just goes to show you, like, even the people that at the top are still working hard to get better. Yeah. So, um you know, that's, I, I take that, you know, and I'm like, you know, I'm always going to keep practicing, always trying to learn. And even the stuff that I know, you know, it's just about staying sharp. So, yeah, man. So well, listen, that's the last. I, I, yep. I think that it would go this long, but <laughs> yeah, like it's over 30 years, of, over 30 years of friendship. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna tell you, it was uh, it was quite inspiring, it was quite uh, telling, it was quite riveting, it was entertaining, and I'm looking forward to to the next time. You know, we 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 actually gonna have a little bit of a script leading up to the three picks, and we gonna kind of right. fix, but we gonna try anyway. But um, yeah, we'll try, we'll try. It was it was, we do our best. Man. It was more than my pleasure. Uh, I think that yes, sir. You know, this this one actually touched some people's lives. I actually got some texts and phone calls already asking me about, 
you know, how can they set up photo shoots with you? How can, you know, they, 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 want, to, they want the quote that I gave when you were speaking about risk. And I, it, it was more than just you talking about your craft. It was more about you inspiring a generation. And um, I'm looking forward to it. I want to thank you for giving me your time. Uh, and, you know, we'll talk sooner than later on and off. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? So yes, thank sir. you. Appreciate you. And the same way you came, you know, I brought you in. I'm going I'm to take you out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know you want Every every good hero need a steam music, yeah. Listen, man. Listen, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hilarious. Camera action, baby. Life camera action. Yeah. Right up. Yo, well, all right, bro. We're gonna talk to him later. Yes, sir. Later.